Welcome, welcome. This is Cassandra Austin McDonald with the Grow Through It podcast, where I share my personal life experiences and the stories of others who have grown through life's ups and downs and came out on the other side. Listen in as you may become inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode on the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. And today I want to have a chat with you all about how recreating yourself, finding yourself, however you want to define it, is a lifelong journey. I was actually just working with a client last night, and she was sharing how life-changing the experience for her has been as a result of our work together. She has been working with me one-on-one doing my 90-day Find Yourself program. And we are only halfway in and she has just, she has already experienced massive breakthroughs, you guys. I've actually been considering bringing some uh, former clients on to see if they'd be interested and open to being interviewed on the podcast just to share more with you all, what their experience was like, the breakthroughs that they experienced and whatnot. But anyway, I was, I was speaking with my client last night and she was just sharing, you know, how much breakthrough she's experienced, how life-changing it has been and how at the age she's at in life, you know, she's, she's in her, her later fifties. And she was talking about how she wished she had this information earlier in life. And I was like, you know what, this would really make a good episode for you all just to give you guys a little peek behind the scenes of what the work looks like, uh, kind of like the process that I take clients on and individuals who work with me. And just to give you some more insight on what the process even looks like when you are on a journey of self-discovery and rediscovering your self-worth, conquering toxic conditioning and, and all that good stuff. And you know, what I share in my programs and my services and, and a lot of the key elements of the work that I do is as a result of a combination of things. For one, I do have a 12 plus year professional background in cognitive behavioral training. And so what that is, is it's just simply put evidence-based practices that, uh, were scientifically proven to create positive change. And because of the profession I was in, I was working in the criminal justice system with juvenile delinquents at one point and also with adult offenders. And so there were a lot of evidence-based programs that we would use to help our clients uh, experience positive change. Now, what I was discovering in my work was that there was another missing element to the work that I was doing. And it was healthy self-disclosure. And really that's kind of what led me on the path of where I'm at now doing this work on my own, because I noticed that a lot of my clients back then felt very defeated. They did not think change was possible for them. And I discovered it was because they weren't seeing those real life examples in front of them. And because of the rules and the regulations and you can't do this and you can't do that (laughs) in the profession that I was in, I, I got to a point where I was like, you know, I really would like to 
help people not only through my professional background and training and the skill sets I acquired over those years, but also through my own personal life experiences. I actually did the work on myself, you guys. And so a lot of my programming, my services, uh, my presentations, just about anything that I create is a combination of those things. It's a combination of professional experiences, uh, training skill sets I've acquired, my personal life experiences as far as what I personally tried and tested and found that worked for myself and others, but also the ongoing studying personal growth and development that I continuously do just as a part of my own path and journey. And so I wanted to share some of that with you all in this episode, because oftentimes when I share with people what I do, uh, uh, you know, it, it sounds good on the surface, but I think sometimes you can give people a little peek behind the scenes. It gives them a bit more understanding and clarity on what exactly that looks like, you know? So what I like to do first is set some intentions. And I know this is a phrase that is commonly used in the coaching industry, the, uh, the personal development world and whatnot, but it, there is some truth behind setting an intention on why are you doing something? And the reason I like to lead with that is because oftentimes people come into a program or they want to start working with someone for a service and their expectations may not be at a place that's going to actually help them achieve results. And so it's really about managing your expectations and getting to a good, healthy space for that client or that um, that student or whatever the case may be of getting a clear understanding for themselves of why are they investing in personal development? Why are they investing in a life coach? Why are they taking this program or this course or what have you? And so setting your intentions is a great opportunity to just check in with self and see, why am I doing this? What 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 is going on in my life right now that caused me to want to invest in this program or service? And so what I do from there is take my my clients and my students on a journey and we start by raising our awareness. You guys, I cannot preach this enough. Self-awareness is key. If you do not have a very keen self a level of self-awareness, you will find it very challenging to make the positive changes that I talk about. And that is because what I have discovered, oftentimes when people are in a state where they are feeling stuck or complacent or they're unhappy or they're miserable even, uh, battling with maybe even uh, functional depression or what have you, sometimes they may blame something outside of themselves, right? Because it seems easier to do that as opposed to facing the woman or man in the mirror. However, when you have a very keen level of self-awareness, you're able to see what elements you have participated in to create whatever circumstance you're in. Now, that does not mean that you are always creating bad, if you will. You know what I mean? I know there's a lot of people out there that teach that, like, oh, you manifested that. I don't really get down with all of that. You know what I mean? Like, I do believe there is a level of self-responsibility as it relates to the outcome of our lives. However, I also believe life happens. And 
when you have a level of self-awareness, what that looks like is going inside, going within, you know, examining what are my thoughts? What are my beliefs? How do I feel about this? How do I feel about that? And then sometimes we take it a bit deeper. What triggered me? Why did that trigger me? Where did that trigger come from? And so self-awareness really is about cultivating this introspective inner relationship with yourself. Simply put, it is your relationship with yourself. And you want to be self-aware so that you know when you're getting off track or you know that something may have bothered you so that you're not suppressing it. I don't know if you all have heard me say this before, but I'll say it again. I have often said that lack of expression due to suppression leads to depression. So when you're not expressing yourself because you're suppressing your feelings, it can lead to depression. And so self-awareness is really a tool that we use to help us um, be aware of what's going on in our inner world, what's going on with our thoughts, what are, what are our belief systems, how are we feeling about things, and so on and so forth. And so I like to start there because I believe that if you are not self-aware, then you cannot acknowledge what changes need to occur. And anybody who's done any type of personal growth and development work knows that one of the very first steps is to acknowledge that a change needs to occur. And so in order to be able to even get to that point of acknowledging, yes, I need to make a change, you have to be self-aware of your own BS. Just putting it bluntly, you guys. <laughs> you know, and this was kind of a, this was kind of an eye-opening experience for me when I started my journey many years ago, you know. I, for years, would blame my childhood trauma. Growing up in a dysfunctional, toxic, chaotic, abusive household where my dad was an abusive alcoholic and he beat on my mom and he beat on me and then I was sexually molested by older cousins uh, at my grandparents' house when they were living. And, you know, had all of these traumatic, tumultuous experience that no child should ever have to endure, uh, it could be easy for one to say, well, you're justified in turning out however you turn out because look at what you experienced. However, there's this saying that goes, uh, the wound may not be your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. And some may think that that's unfair. They may feel like, you know, well, well, how is that right? But you guys, this is a part of taking 100% full and complete responsibility for your life that I'm talking about here. Did I ask for those experiences? Absolutely not. Did, do I wish that I could have bypassed that? You know, maybe it would have made my life a little bit easier. I don't know. But what I do know is that I learned a lot along the way. I've grown a level of resilience that I don't know a lot of people have that level of resilience. And I'm darn proud of that. And I have also been able to take my power back, which is which is most important to me. And that is something that I help my clients do. In fact, that client I was just referencing, she was sharing that last night. You know, she didn't necessarily have a traumatic background like I did, but she found herself falling prey to people pleasing, to not prioritizing herself and her self-care needs, um, kind of just putting everybody and their needs ahead of her own. And she's, she actually made the statement that she feels like she's taking her power back. And it's a pretty profound statement to say when you have been one who has struggled with those things, such as people pleasing and not prioritizing yourself. 
And so having self-awareness is how you get there. And when I had that level of self-awareness, you know, it was a very pivotal moment in my journey because I was able to look myself in the mirror and say, how long are you going to continue to blame your past for your current reality? Because I realized that, <clears throat> excuse me, I realized I was in a constant cycle of toxicity. You know, I was not engaged in healthy relationships. And I always found myself uh, in unhealthy friendships as well. And so I had to face the woman in the mirror and say, are you going to continue to allow your past to dictate your present and your future? And it took self-awareness for me to be able to do that. Okay. And so the next step that I like to I like to take clients on through is just this journey of identifying the root of what caused them to get to the space that they're in now. For instance, referencing back to that client that battles with people pleasing, you know, oftentimes anyone who has battled with people pleasing or they suffer from codependency and, and different traits like that. If you missed my most, uh, not my most recent episode, but the episode before that, I, I define what is codependency. And so you want to go and check that out. If you want a more clear understanding of what that looks like, you may even want to know for yourself or a loved one. But that is a trait that is often developed in childhood. Now, Again, not saying that every person who's codependent had the same childhood as I did, but there are certain factors involved that can create a codependent personality. And so what I like to do is to help clients to work on their belief systems at that time, because that's a belief system that was formed, a belief system that other people's needs come first, a belief system that people matter before you matter, a belief system that other people's opinions matter, the belief system that you need other people's approval or praise to validate your existence or your worth or your value. And so what, what I do in my work is to help clients create a new belief system about themselves. And if you can be programmed and conditioned as a child, to believe something, you can also unlearn that and relearn something new. And so that is something that uh, I love to help people with because that is work that I have done on myself and I continuously do, you guys. Now, anybody listening, if you're new to this podcast, this is something I'm always sharing is my own personal journey. And I'll just be transparent with you all. I'm currently working on self-sabotage. It is something that has been coming up and it's it's bubbled up to the surface. And I was aware of it in the past, but there were some other things that I was working on and working through that didn't really made, make that a priority. And so now it's at a point where it's just staring me in the face, you know, that like that level of self-awareness that I talked about, it's staring me in the face. And so I am having to go back and examine what belief systems were formed that caused me to have that type of trait, that caused me to have that type of behavioral pattern, because really it's a habit, it's a behavioral pattern, and it can be changed. And because I believe in the change, I'm seeking solutions. And so what my process looks like for doing that is first going back to examining what belief systems I have that created that, that habit and that behavioral pattern within myself. 
And then what you want to do from there is you want to start examining what were the lessons learned, you know? A lot of times we may have had a very challenging, difficult experience in life. And some people just chalk it up to, you know, that happened, it's in the past, but they're still carrying it with them. You know, I had a client recently who shared she has been divorced for over 20 years and she finally admitted that she was still holding resentment in her heart toward her ex-husband. And, you know, there is no shame and speaking your truth that what someone did or did not do hurt you. But what I want to caution you all in doing and not doing rather is pretending like something did not bother you and then suppressing it and stuffing it deep down within because it does not go away just because you ignore it. I promise you it will show up some way somehow and typically not in a way that you would like it to. And I have seen and coached so many women who have held on to hidden resentments and it has affected their personal relationships. And they didn't realize that that was what was affecting their personal relationships. So they actually admitted that to themselves. And so what you want to do is you want to examine like what, well, what was the lesson I learned of that situation? Because when you can change your perspective about how you see something, it can actually help you to release it, surrender and let it go. And you want to get to a point where you can let go of the hurt and the pain and hold on to the wisdom because we can always learn. And you guys have probably seen me post this and say this many times, but there is no such thing as a wasted experience if you learn the lesson and apply the lesson learned to your life. We can always learn and there's always room to grow. And so I just want to challenge you that even right now, you know, in the midst of this year long pandemic with COVID-19, it's 2020, and, you know, we're, we're on the cusp of uh, another election. There's just been a lot of chaos that has happened this year. I just want you to take a moment and pause for the cause and reflect. What lessons did you learn this year? Do not let 2020 hold space in you for years to come. That something may have happened this year and you allow it to rent space in your head. And that could sabotage something that you want so badly in the future. Take this time now to examine what lessons did I learn? How could I shift my perspective around whatever hardships you may have faced, whatever experiences you may have had? How can you shift your perspective around that? And then the very next step, if it's not obvious already, is you, you got to forgive. And I know this is not a popular topic. You guys, listen, when I tell y'all I was the queen of holding on to, some, to hurt and holding a grudge. However, I learned on my journey that that did not serve anyone, especially myself. And that by holding on to that, I was actually hurting myself more that I was hurting the person that I was holding the offense against. Now, I am not saying here, let me, let me make myself very clear here. I am not saying that what someone did is okay, right? whether if it was intentional harm or abuse or an act of betrayal or an egregious act, whatever, whatever harm this person may have done to you, I am not saying what they did is okay. What I am saying is that your peace is worth more than that. And when you are practicing forgiveness and letting go, what you are doing is you're saying self, 
I deserve my peace. Self, I deserve to have my power back. Self, I deserve my joy. When we hold on to things that people do to us, it robs us of our peace of mind. It robs us of having joy. As as the um, church folks say, you know, the, the devil comes only comes but to still kill and destroy. And that's what hurtful experiences can do to you. It can destroy you, destroy your peace, destroy your joy, destroy your happiness, destroy your purpose, destroy your relationships even, you know? And the worst thing you can do for yourself is to hold on to something that someone else did. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I I share this a lot in my community, uh, the Transformation Experience Group. It's a private Facebook group that I have for my community, a safe space where we're all there doing the work and it's free. There's no cost to you. So you're more than welcome to join. But I'm always sharing with them that nine times out of 10, what someone else does to us has absolutely nothing to do with us. It's them acting out and projecting their own beliefs, their own hurt, their own pain, their own perceptions. And so when I learned of that, it really transformed my life because it it helped me to see things from another perspective. And it helped me to realize that that person and what they did had nothing to do with me. Now, again, I'm not saying that it's right or okay, but it, it, it was a process for me to help me personally to let go of some things. And it's something that I've helped my clients and my students with doing, and it's been pretty effective for them. And so what you want to do next is this is when you start rebuilding your life. You know, we, we get rid of the clutter, we clear it all out, and then you start rebuilding you. And this is a personal journey. There is no cookie cutter way of rebuilding you. And I say that because there have been so many things out there, you know, with these cookie cutter programs and these cookie cutter approaches. But I believe that joy and happiness is an individual journey and you get to define what that looks like for you. You get to define what you desire. I truly believe that God gives us desires. He places desires inside of us and they're individual. You know, one person may desire to have a pet. Another person may desire to have a child. Doesn't make one right or wrong, but they're different desires, right? So this is the part of the journey where I just really get lit up about because this is when you get to redesign and recreate your life. And you get to figure out what feels good to you. What feels authentic to you? What do you feel like if you didn't have to worry about a thing? How would you recreate you in your life? And so in in shorter terms, that is essentially the journey that uh, I have been on and I continuously go on. And I also take clients and students on. And it has just been an incredible experience. Now, granted, I I do have some clients who work with me and they're single and they're desiring um, positioning themselves to attract their soul partner. And so we'll do specific work on that where I'm helping them start to position themselves and what that looks like and even getting clear on what type of soul partner they even want. You know, you'd be surprised how many people don't even know what the heck they want. I have heard so many women say these vain things <laughs> that they want in a partner. 
And I remember you guys, when I wrote out this like list, if you will, I, I, I wrote this out for myself. It was all my wants and desires of what I wanted in a soul partner. And oh my goodness, there were so many things on there, so many things on there. And they were like, they were deep things and they were some surface things. You know, obviously I said, I want an athletic man because I'm athletic and I want somebody that's handy because that's something I value. But then there were some other things that I had on there. Like I said that I wanted him to be honest, even if the truth hurt me, I wanted him to be honest. And I said that I wanted him to have integrity and I wanted him to um, be communicative and I wanted him to be emotionally intelligent and available. Uh, when I tell y'all, I was writing all the things down. Okay. <laughs> I even wrote down that he can only have one kid because I only have one kid. And you guys, when I tell you when the mister came along, I'd be gosh darn if he checked off all those things. And it was kind of scary at first, you know, because I was still battling with embracing and accepting that I was worthy and deserving of what I desired and that I had done the work to bring those things into my life. But, you know, when I reflect back now, it's been over six years now that we've been together and I'm just grateful that I got clear first and foremost before I started trying to date again, because what happened is, is I was so crystal clear on what I wanted and what I did not want that I wasn't willing to just accept any old thing. There would be certain guys and, and I'm telling you, there was nice caliber men. I had a back surgeon, a, uh, an attorney, uh, lawyers, businessmen, all types of men trying to date me. And there was nothing wrong with them, but I was so crystal clear on who my person was. And I'm so grateful that I got that clarity first because uh, I believe that's what led us together. And so I feel like I went on a little tangent there, didn't I? I did. <laughs> but I was just thinking, you know, that's that's the next steps that I'm doing with, with a couple of clients. We're working on clarity with what their soul partner looks like and how, how that would feel good for them. But, you know, I just wanted to share with you all what a bit of the behind the scenes looks like in doing some work with me personally, because I know that there's so many options out there, but I just wanted to share with you all a little bit of my process and what it looks like, just in case you're curious and wondering, and also just to inform you and give you some information to know that change is possible for you. I remember what it felt like to feel stuck. You know, I remember when it felt like to feel like this was it. I was stuck in my circumstances to feel extremely unhappy and to feel like, is, is this all life has to offer? I remember that feeling very vividly. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this work with you all, because I know that if I could overcome and heal and grow and continuously do this work time and time again to experience massive breakthroughs and results in my life, then you, my dear, can do the same. And so with that being said, I want to invite you on this journey with me. If you have heard something that has resonated with you, or you feel like this is a journey that it's time for you to take, you're like, you know what? We are 
basically on the last 60 days, the last two months of 2020. And I don't want to leave this year the same. And I do not want to go into 2021 with some of the same belief systems and habits and traits that I carried into this year. I'm ready to do the work then I want to invite you to connect with me for a one-on-one 30-minute discovery call. And I will leave a link to be able to book that in the show notes. Um, But it's a time where we'll connect. I'll hear more about yourself. I'll ask you some questions about where you're at, where you desire to be. And I'll share more about the work that I do and see uh, what the next best step is for you on your own personal growth journey. And with that being said, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure that you leave a review, share this podcast, share this episode, share the word out there, you guys. I really want to spread this message and I need your help to do it. So it would mean a lot to me if you could help me out there and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.cassandraaustin.com.